It's time for the latest local, regional, and national sports topics of the day. It's the Sports Fan, presented by J&K Contracting. Ready? Now, from the WATH studios, here's Connor Mills and Joey Madore. From the studios of WATH, this is the Sports Fan on 970 and 97.1 FM. Connor Mills of the Mike along with Joe Medor up until 640 today on this 24th day of June. 606 on the clock and 83 degrees and partly sunny outside in southeast Ohio. This is the Sports Fan presented by JK Contracting and it's a, uh, you know, kind of a slow sports day a little bit. The Reds were off yesterday. Uh, the Indians, I believe, didn't the uh, Cleveland lost, right? I think, or did they have a game? I don't even know if they had a game or not. Uh, but either way... Good pull to um, start the show there, Connor. <laughs> oh, yeah. Listen, you always got to start. Uh, yeah, Cleveland did not have a game. So no uh, no baseball in the state of Ohio going on professional-wise. Uh, you had a uh, you know a little bit of an update. We talked a little bit yesterday about how Jason Preston's doing in the NBA Draft Combine, and he's currently playing now, and that game's over on ESPN2, Team 3 versus Team 4. Um, so we'll, we'll try to keep you up to date on Preston up until 6.40, and then the Cincinnati Reds take on the Atlanta Braves tonight, and there is still no uh, no lineup. No lineup for the Braves as they're trying to figure out, you know, injury-wise, who's going to start, who's not, who's on the mound. Uh, they are uh, scuttling a little bit right now to put up uh, a couple guys. But first, Joey, how are you? I'm doing pretty good, Connor. How about yourself? Doing all right. All right. And, uh, you know, the other baseball news that's going on right now, we have somebody out uh, taking in the College World Series and enjoying every minute of it. Uh, Trevor Stevens is on the line with us. Trevor, have you been enjoying Omaha, Nebraska? Actually, we came back last, yesterday, so I'm actually here in Athens with the guys. But it was fun to get out there listening to that game. It was a stunning finish, a walk-off on a wild pitch. From Vanderbilt, but we came back last night. So you're telling me the most exciting game in the College World Series, and you weren't even there for it? Nope, we listened to it <laughs> on the way back. Uh, that's that's good too. That was uh, quite the game by the Commodores again, beating uh, Stanford. But you can compare that to the one that I did go to two two nights ago, where the first half of the game was looking like it was going to be the third no-hitter in the history of the College World Series. And then, and then Mississippi State just hit home, two home runs and on six hits to come back and win that game 6-5. Yeah, a lot of, uh, lot of big, a lot of exciting games. And, uh, again, the game tonight, Texas against Virginia, uh, which should be a, a, a good matchup as well. Um uh, yeah, what what's your biggest takeaway coming away from uh, seeing the CWS? Uh, that pitching is a big out of all the teams there, pitching is a big issue. It's a big deal with most of those teams. Like Vanderbilt, they had two pitches, and as you've seen, if you watched any of these games, starting pitching and relief pitching that controls the game. Even because most of these offense teams also have a pretty good offense, but they the pitch, pitches have led the way. Even Arkansas, who was the number one team in the country, who got upset by North Carolina State, who's now who's also who's now two and zero 
at the Carlton Series. Arkansas had the picture of the year and did not make it. So if they would have made it, there's another pitcher who would have been pitching in Omaha. Yeah, and I don't know where, I mean, kind of relating it a little bit back to uh, you know, the Reds a little bit. I don't know where the Reds are going to fall in the draft picks, but obviously, uh, yeah, probably, well, where, where are the Reds going to fall right now? The order's got... set, dude. What do you mean? Well, I, I didn't have it up in front, but 17, uh, the Reds will pick in this upcoming draft. And for the Reds, I don't think the uh, you know, the two big names, of course, the Vanderbilt pitchers, uh, Jack Leiter Leiter, and... Uh, no, it's Al Leiter's kid. Leiter. He was a New York guy. I know that. I've heard Leiter for... I don't know who's saying Leiter. I know it's Leiter. <laughs> That's Al Leiter's kid. Um, and uh, Kumar Rocker, uh, both from Vanderbilt. Were you able to see those those guys pitch? And if so, how'd they look in person? No, we were... No, we went to... We got... Even though we have tickets, season tickets, my whole family and cousins... So when we divided up the tickets, we got stuck with three bracket two games, which was fine. So, but by just seeing one bracket, we got to see all four teams play at least once on that bracket. So we got to see both Van tonight's game. So we got to see Texas. So we will see the entire stadium was rooting against the Mississippi State game. And then we also got to see Virginia versus Tennessee. And Virginia was just, that game was just Virginia. Tennessee had nothing in that game. Yeah, and, it's, you know, it should, again, it should be an exciting game tonight, uh, Texas and Virginia. Um, from a fan aspect, right, at, at the College World Series in, in Omaha, Nebraska, you know, what was kind of the atmosphere like? Because it's, I'm sure, different from what everybody's experienced over the past year or so. It was basically, it felt normal, except for that the incident boy took away their fan fest. So it's like all pop-ups, activities, mostly kid activities. But the surrounding restaurants and bars and and everything, even the stadium was 100% capacity, and they were drawing 20, the stadium seats 24,000, and they were drawing 20, around 20,000 plus each game. So it felt like a normal year, except for the missing fan fest activities. Yeah, and that's, uh, again, it, it's hopefully next year that they will bring those fanfare activities back. Uh, but it was good to have the College World Series back in full swing, uh, you know, the full capacity and ev everything of the sort. Um, and hopefully, you know, that the good word continues all the way up until uh, throughout the end of this year and, and full capacity for everything, uh, including locally here in Athens with Peden Stadium and the Convocation Center uh, and, and for high school sports as well coming up in the fall. For high school sports, I'm assuming it's going to be 100% capacity just like the end of baseball season was but I haven't heard an official thing for that yeah when do you think that there would be a an announcement on full capacity for you know locally here here in Athens I think it's already for high school I think it's it's been that's what the OHSA does and it's summertime so there hasn't been like much Chatty, but I think it's 
full capacity, but people don't know it yet. But until August comes and it comes and when it, more chatter comes out of it, I think it's going to be full capacity. But and I think that decision might have been made already, but it's just been like no one's talking about it. It's got to be a relief for, uh, for you know, high school football coaches and other sports really this year. But, uh, you know, just to be able to kind of have a normal summer where you get your guys in the weight room and, you know, get them doing all the summer stuff and all that. And, you know, not having to worry about each kid having their own water bottle and, you know, all these other stuff that you had to worry about last year that you don't even think about before even taking the field. And probably a lot of that stuff got taken for granted over the years. But last year with everything being so different everybody having to be spread out you know not maybe not being able to hang around your teammates as much or you know become as close and a lot of nfl teams talk about that as well but um it should be you know a fun football season i think everybody's just gonna be really excited to get back to having the full stadiums having you know a normal football season unlike last year i agree with that i think that once it comes to the fall is when more people with think uh let's go out and support the local high schools at that and by doing it it would feel different it would feel like it's past and i think attendance is going to be up a bit across all sports yeah yeah you have to imagine right because everybody's been cooped up inside for the most part uh, over the past year or so and now that they're able to go out and you know do things again one of the best things to go out and do especially you know during the fall is take in some high school sports, whether you're going in for soccer, whether you're going in for football, uh, whatever, you know, scratches your itch. Um, yeah, you got to imagine that that attendance is going to be up and high. Uh, and I'm still waiting on, you know, Peden Stadium's announcement of, of full capacity because I've seen a couple of other schools across the state of Ohio announce uh, that they are going to go full capacity for uh, the, their upcoming football season. Um, I know I'm jumping up to college now, but I, I believe I saw Toledo announce that they're 100%. Um, any idea when the Mid-American Comp, either is it going to come down from the Mid-American Conference about full capacity, or is it going to be released uh, each individual school as we get closer to the upcoming uh, football season? It's from each university, each school makes that decision, Connie. It's not like the conference, the conference championships, if it's a hosted event by the, if the MAC soccer championship is on, like if Ohio is hosting that, then that's, it's, if the MAC championship is hosting, then it would be a MAC decision. Anything else is a university decision. And I have to imagine that there's, it should be full capacity for Peden coming up, right? I'm assuming so if they always start selling tickets for it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, once you sell the tickets, it's kind of a good indicator. You, you'd you hope that you have those those seats that you bought. Um, but it'll be exciting. It'll be uh, good to get everybody back you know, for high school and, and for college back in the area. Uh, Trevor, it's good to have you back in Athens County. And, uh, you know, the other information that you shared with us, you know, regarding for Athens is the uh, the school board approving uh, the head coaches uh, throughout, you know, each uh, team. Yeah, so tonight there's a school board meeting, and on the agenda is the approval of of coaches. And basically, it's there's no change at head coach. 
couple of changes to assistant coach. That most of those are the returning from last year, and it's most and most of the changes happen at the will be like middle school basketball. Uh, so you see a couple of the changes, but those normally change year in and year out, as those are normally either parents or university or high university students looking for internships or coaching uh, coaching credit. Right, right. That makes but sense. The high school, the high school, so it's like Mickey Coach got the voice coach and. And Nathan Wright is going to return as the football coach for Athens High School this fall. Yeah, it'll be good to see uh, the Bulldogs back in action, uh, in person, full capacity uh, coming up, uh, hopefully in the fall. Troy, what do you think the uh, the expectations are going to be for for the football team this year? Obviously, it's still very early. We have all summer to get through before we we get in the football season. But it is, you know, coming up on us pretty quickly. I mean, July's just next week, and then just before we know it, it'll be August one when Everything starts back up. Uh, Joey, you're technically wrong. August 1st is when the, what you say, allows... Oh, excuse me, Trevor, sorry. I couldn't get the exact practices. date. So, like, cross-country will begin summer conditioning tomorrow, and, like, football teams have already been out practicing. Yeah, I, I know so that, like, but they're not real practices. Begin, Johnny. Oh, Joey. I said, yeah, I know that. I know, I, I know how summer workouts, all that stuff happens, but it's got to start. Uh, I mean, everything's going to start coming full circle somewhat soon. Yep. I think Athens is going to be it's interesting because we lose Joey Moore at quarterback, but your backup quarterback has a playoff game as his only start. So it's going to wait and see plus. The number of kids is supposed to be down again this year, but the schedule gets a bit easier than past years in the non-conference. So it's going to be very interesting, especially with the crowd, how the crowd affects the games this right. fall. And also, no. I mean, there's also a big difference with the expanded playoffs for this year, right? Because now one loss doesn't seem demoralizing like 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 it maybe used to. With that, like for the lowest, so like that's the reason I'm going to say Athens if they can get because the, also the TVC looks down this year a bit, but you never know. But with the expanded playoffs, I'm going to go out there and say Athens is a playoff team with the lower double-digit seed just because of the expanded playoffs. They're probably going to win the basic six to eight games like they have done the past couple of years and still make the playoffs. Well, where the point, where the like percentage point thing wouldn't make them a playoff team in, in the past years. Right. I, I foresee Athens, you know, making a lot of uh, postseasons moving forward especially because of the expanded postseason and yeah you know, within the TVC Ohio you still have teams and we'll break down and, and do a preview of uh, high school football as we get closer maybe way way out in front uh, but I think the Nelsonville York Buckeyes are going to be pretty good this year uh, I, I think makes Ralston well, Ralston should be good right Ralston's yep. the defending champ so you can't count them out Right. Yeah, since Mike Smith's gotten there, it's been been quite a club. 
but also, I mean, Meg still has Coulter Cleland with, with one year left. Right? He's only getting into his right. senior year. And uh, Cleveland County will has look a good. new head coach. Mm-hmm. So, again, it, it's going to be an interesting TVC Ohio, TVC Hawking year. I think the Tomcats out of the Hawking are the clear cut favorites, as they are in, in most years. But, um, again, it'll be uh, fun to see. Fun to hear, and, and of course, fun to call as we get closer and closer to the football season. But, Trevor, short and show today. We got to let you go, but always a pleasure talking with you. Thanks. Athens Statistician Trevor Stevens. We'll be right back on the Sports Fan right here on 970 97.1 FM, WATH. From concrete to roofing to siding and windows, J&K Contracting has you covered from the ground up. Whether it's a room addition, a complete home build, or your commercial projects, let the professionals at J&K be of service from groundbreaking to completion. And don't forget they accept all major credit cards. They even have free seamless gutters with every complete roof installation. Don't hesitate to call J&K Contracting at 740-698-3521 for a free estimate. Hey, it's Boots. We'll talk good guys, NASCAR, and get some travel tips from AAA. That's AutoSmarts Friday afternoon at 106 on 970 WATH and 97.1 FM. Fairhope celebrates life. If you're facing an end-of-life situation, Fairhope Hospice and Palliative Care. It is never too soon to call. Fairhope is here to listen. You don't have to face it alone. Fairhope cares for your loved one where they live. Or, during times of stress, the Pickering House is a serene setting providing relief for the patient. To learn more about Fairhope's care from the heart, please call 1-800-994-7077. Fairhope Hospice, we celebrate life. Tom has been a teacher for over 40 years. One day, I think one of the students had asked the question and he didn't remember the answer. And I also noticed that he was letting his class out earlier than they were supposed to let out. I was really starting to worry. Levi and I talked about how it would change our lives, but he was there beside me. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash ourstories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. Live and local, the sports fan on 970 WATH. Sports fan 970, 97.1 FM, WATH. Mills and Mike with Joe again up until 640 today as it's the Reds taking on the Atlanta Braves. And last time I checked, the Braves still did not have their... Uh, projected lineup for today and uh let's see we'll, we'll do a quick quick check on the braves as uh you know it's pretty hard to preview a team and preview a game if now we're under right we're under an hour away from from first pitch it's supposed to be going out at 7 10 and the braves still have no idea who is going to be playing for them today and yeah it's i, I guess it's difficult going through injuries right I mean, they don't know who's going to start on the mounds. Uh, they, they had Ronald Acuna Jr. scratched late from his game yesterday against the Mets. Uh, so even without Acuna and... Well, you can't guarantee. It was his lower back tightness. That could be good by today. It could be. But if it was, I mean, maybe they're just waiting on the lineup because of the starting pitcher. But there also could be other things that the Braves are trying to, uh, you know, navigate around. Um, I mean, to be this late and not have any idea who's... Uh, who's going to be their starting nine is, you know, kind of concerning. 
a little bit. Uh, Reds don't have to worry about that. Reds send Tony Santillian to the mounds. Uh, Santillian with a 4.7 ERA. is 0-1 so far on his young MLB career. Has eight strikeouts. Uh, but, again, it's a Reds team that's put up a lot of runs in the past couple of games. It's a Reds team that, uh, you know, has shown glimpses of doing well. Glimpses of, of what they can be this year. And it all, again, depends on what their bullpen can provide on I disagree. a day-to-day basis. We, we're seeing what they are. <laughs> there ain't no glimpses of... Well, uh, but the nice run that they had when they swept the Brewers and they, they uh, swept the Cardinals, you know, that's how good the Reds can be. But then you go outside of the NL Central, and then the Reds have been struggling, like you saw when they traveled out west, uh, when they uh, you know, had the Twins, even though that was a two-game series. I mean, the Twins... Still, uh, they split the series on that one on a team that's was 11 games under 500 at the time. Um, I don't know. I mean, it, the Reds have promise, but it's it's, it's their bullpen that concerns you. And I've, I've said it once. I'll say it probably a million other times. Um, you know, but if they're able to get a guy like Tony Santillian going and he's reliable and then you bring back Sonny Gray, I don't know if you go to Hunter Green in, in the uh, minor leagues, bring him up. I don't know who you put where as you try to get this bullpen better, but when Gray comes back, you're going to have a little bit more flexibility, and with that flexibility, you can probably bump a couple guys out of that bullpen. Who? Where? What do you mean? I don't... <laughs> uh, I'm, so They had starters. These are all starters we're talking about here. Well, yeah, but that doesn't mean you can... It's. I think it's more difficult to convert a reliever into a starter than it is from a starter to go as a reliever. Yeah, well, no kidding, but I don't think their long-term plans for Centillion is having him as a reliever. Well, no, I don't, and I'm not saying long-term plan, but if you're going to patch this bullpen up somehow, some way, I mean, you have to find arms somewhere. And if you have surplus arms in the starting rotation, when, you know, guys come back from injury, right, like Sonny Gray, well, then if the starter has done well, like Centillion, I don't think you're taking the Gutierrez out of the rotation at this point. Gutierrez has probably been a lock. And uh, he's pitched his way in to pitch every fifth day. Uh, you're not taking Malley or Miley out of the starting rotation, right? I mean, Santillian would would probably be the guy that goes to the bullpen when Gray comes back, or he gets sent down. But I'm just saying, you know, it's to to try to. It's not a lost season yet. So to to try and and shake up that bullpen, I say, why not? Why not put something out, get somebody out there and somebody who can throw strikes and, uh, you know, just, just get the job done. Which They have guys who can, who can throw strikes and get turned around for home runs. That's <laughs> not, not really a problem. Well, yeah, that's true. Um, but again, I mean, Hembry hasn't done too well. Art Warren got lit up last time. He had Lucas Sims, who's been up and down as a reliever all year long. Sometimes he's really good, Lucas Sims. Other times he just can't. He serves up uh, too many home runs. Um, you know, Amir Garrett, good over the last two, but no confidence in him going forward right now. Like, you don't, you just don't have a reliable guy out of that bullpen other than maybe T.J. Antone. But you can't throw Antone out there every single day, especially if he goes more than one inning. Right, and that's usually what he uh, what he ends up doing. Um yeah, I mean it, it, it's it's a it's another test to see you know 
uh, if they can, if the NL Central are kind of the pretenders, so to say, uh, because you have this Braves team who really haven't been able to put it together this year. I mean, they're sitting at 35 and 38, and they've had you know some players with certain situations arise. They lost a key guy. We're not, we don't, we don't talk about it, but um, but either way, you know this has been a young team who won the NL East pretty decisively the past couple of years. We're in the NL. CS last year, up three games to one on the Dodgers. Um, and they were expecting to come back and do some pretty similar things this year. And they just haven't been able to really put it all together. Uh, the Reds on paper have, you know, the better lineup top to bottom. If you look at the numbers, um, the rotation, they can, they should be able to hang tall with them. So we'll see what they end up being able to do. But uh, it's kind of a telltale series. Uh, this Braves team... I mean, it's two teams kind of in the same boat. You know, their best shot to make the postseason is probably going to be to win the division, and they're both sitting around 500. The Reds are 500. Braves are three games under. So, uh, you know, and either for either team, you know, if the Reds go out there and sweep the Braves this weekend, the Braves are all of a sudden, you know, four game or uh, it'd be seven games below 500 at that point. You're thinking, man, with it, there's a lot of ground to make up uh, at this point. Or vice versa, if the Reds get swept or you know drop three or four, they end up three, four games below 500. It's they'll be on a pretty substantial losing streak in the last ten, and it seems like going on that six-game win streak and you know winning eight out of ten games would be all for nothing at that point. You know, going into the All-Star break, so interesting series for both these teams. They both need to try to scrap out a couple wins. Um, like I said, I, I like the Reds lineup over Atlanta's to this point, but. You know, as we talk about all the time, that bullpen, you just never know what you're going to get on any given night. And most of the time, it, it's uh, it's been bad. Yeah, it has. And, you know, the one thing I think tonight is it's going to be a, a bullpen game for the uh, Atlanta Braves, right? It's going to be a bullpen game, but they haven't made a choice on who's going to be the opener. It was reported earlier that uh, the Braves are going to try to start, I guess, Jesse Chavez as the opener today. Uh, but Brian Snicker has not announced, uh, you know, who will be that starter on the mound, and they have not, uh, again, put out their lineup. Which they just me- did itself. Oh, they did? Yep. All right, so now they put out their lineup about, you know, what is it, 40 minutes away from uh, from first pitch. But we do have a caller. We'll go to the phone lines. Caller, you're live on the sports fan. Caller, are you still there? Um, yeah, um, so... Uh- Who's going to pitch this one? Uh, according to Trent Rosecrantz, and this was reported about five hours ago, uh, the Braves are going to try, and, and they say that they will start Jesse Chavez as an opener. Uh, and they do, and it is confirmed that Chavez will pitch uh, as they just put out their, their starting lineup today. And again, um, Acuna Jr. is not in the lineup. So back-to-back days that, that he's not in there. But now, finally, we have the uh, the starting lineup for Atlanta. Cool. Well, I really appreciate your reporting. Thank you very much. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, it's a little unusual that the MLB team does. Again, normally you like to have them out an hour before. I don't know what's the typical. An hour before. I mean, I usually get the Orioles update like three right. hours for game time. It's. <laughs> well, I mean. If push comes to shove, you can deal with getting the lineup maybe an hour beforehand. Normally three, four hours like you're talking about that you get the lineup from. Um, but Jesse Chavez pitching for Atlanta. And Atlanta's Has in a little... not had a good season. No. 
In 18 games, he got a 6.88 ERA, 17 innings pitch. Obviously, he has not started a game this year. 13 strikeouts um, for Chavez on the season. And he's 37 years old. And here's where the other issue lies, right? If today is going to be a bullpen day for the Braves, which it's looking like it's going to be, and which uh, you know, Snicker said that it was going to be, um, Atlanta's starter yesterday against the Mets only went two innings, allowing five runs. They then had to pitch five more guys in that baseball game. So you're going on a bullpen day, back-to-back days, which has to heavily favor the Reds coming up, you know, obviously today. I don't know if I could go heavily. Maybe it gives them an advantage. Baseball's baseball, man. You, <laughs> yeah, baseball's it's very baseball. hard to have a heavy advantage in a baseball game. It, it is. But then again, you know, it, when you're throwing your bullpen out there basically two days in a row, it, it's... A little bit difficult for those guys, right? They're really used to only pitching, what, max, maybe 30 pitches, 20 pitches uh, in an outing if everything goes well. If not, maybe 40 at max for two innings of work, potentially. Yeah, depends uh, on the guy. Depends on the guy. But, again, it's uh, it's going to be Chavez who starts on the mound for the Atlanta Braves, Tony Santillian on the mound for the Cincinnati Reds. We've got to take another break before we wrap up the program. We'll be back right after this as it's a sports fan presented by Jane K. Contracting at 970 97.1 FM WATH. Fruit has curbside pickup. Call your fruit to place a curbside order today. Simply call Fruit General Store or Fruit Pharmacy and tell our friendly fruit associates what you need. Once your order is ready, a fruit associate will let you know you can come pick up. Upon arrival, call your store and a staff member will bring your purchase to your car. Thanks for shopping with us. Fruith is proud to be a part of your community. Visit us at fruitpharmacy.com. What in the world is going on now? Find out every weekday at 8 a.m. and 7 p.m. on the World News Roundup from CBS News Radio and on Classic Hits 970 and 97.1 FM WATH. From concrete to roofing to siding and windows, J&K Contracting has you covered from the ground up. Whether it's a room addition, a complete home build, or your commercial projects, let the professionals at J&K be of service from groundbreaking to completion. And don't forget they accept all major credit cards. They even have free seamless gutters with every complete roof installation. Don't hesitate to call J&K Contracting at 740-698-3521 for a free estimate. You're listening to The Sports Fan on 970 WATH. Back inside Sports Fan, 970, 97.1 FM, WATH. Sports Fan presented by J&K Contracting. And again, coming up at 640, it's the Cincinnati Reds as they take on the Atlanta Braves. That game will be played over at Great American Ballpark in Cincinnati, Ohio. First pitch scheduled for 7-10. And, of course, the pregame starts on the Reds Radio Network coming up and out three minutes away with David Armbruster and uh, Tommy Thrall and the Cowboy Jeff Brantley. Uh, yeah, it's good that they, they finally have who's starting uh, posted out there for Atlanta. And I'm in. Yeah, you're going to learn a lot about Centillion today. Um, first start, he got through... You know, almost four innings, didn't only allow a run, but, you know, was struggled with uh, throwing a lot of strikes and had walk issues and a lot of traffic on the base paths. His last start against the Padres um, only got through three innings, and there were only three swings and misses, right? So they, they were seeing the ball pretty well off him. Um, 
So he's got to spot his pitches a little bit better tonight. Um, some dangerous hitters in that Atlanta lineup like Freddie Freeman and Albies and Austin Riley, who's up there in the in the AL voting for third baseman. Dansby Swanson's a powerful bat at the top of the order. So he's going to have to hit his spots tonight and you know try to prove that he deserves to stick within this rotation. Yeah, he will. And, of course, the defense has been pretty good from Ender Inciarte. Uh, he's out in center tonight. Um, it's it's a quality Atlanta team that just things have not clicked for them pitching-wise this year. Almost a little bit similar to the Reds. But Atlanta's 35-38, and 38, Cincinnati's 36-36, and 36, as the Reds look to get above 500, uh, back above 500 after they had lost that uh, on their uh, on their road trip a little bit. Um, should be a good one tonight. And again, like you said, Santillian, you'll learn a little bit more about him today. Right, what kind of pitcher he is, he had a pretty good start. Only went, what, four and a third, four and two-thirds uh, in his first start. Didn't qualify for the win, but did take the loss his, uh, his last time out. Well, it's uh, mentioned at the beginning, Jason Preston's at the NBA Draft Combine. And uh, Preston, according to a couple of reports, have been uh, he impressed in the first half of the game today, which is always good. And like I said yesterday, even though it wasn't a hot take, you know me, Joe, I don't do hot takes. Um, but Preston, if he continues to impress the way that he's impressed, might not be here next year. But we'll, uh, we'll talk about that coming up on the Sportsman tomorrow. Right now, we send it to Cincinnati, Ohio, across the Reds radio network for the Cincinnati Reds taking on the Atlanta Braves. For Joey Medora, this is Connor Mills signing off, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Reds up next. Our 71st year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. W-A-T-H.